All right, boys and girls, sons and daughters of the Most High God. I shouldn't steal Dave's thunder. That's not really your thunder. You usually say, good morning. We'll save it for when you come up later. Kings and priests. Okay, we're going to just, we'll say it now, and then you can come say it again. Because it's different when it comes from you. Because there's just this certain faith and authority that goes with it. I always call Dave and Sharon Smith the wordsmiths. They were trained and equipped, and they are wordsmiths. They know the power of their words, and so do you guys, but they just carry this special edge. They're like craftsmen. So anyway, we are going to start very soon here. If you guys would just get cozy. Is everyone in the room? Or we don't have any kids stashed away in the back anywhere? Trapped behind a door that they can't open and panicking? Where's Oscar? Oh, he's right there. Okay, good. That's the one I want to watch out for. It's my precious. Hey, we're going to get things started pretty quickly here, but I want to start out with an announcement because this is something that's really important, and I wanted to just get it out and in the open and over with so we can move on with what we're really here for. But this announcement is important, and it's regarding the New Horizons School of Supernatural. Before you read it all, New Horizons Church in McMinnville, Oregon, is our home away from home. That's where Galen and Danette Gingrich are from, our apostolic mom and dad. That's where Teresa Farley, who was here with us last week, she is the, the head, she leads the school of ministry. She's led it for about 10 years now. So they have invited us as a church to participate in their school of ministry if you want. So I'm going to just give you a brief overview, and it'll have a website link. You can just kind of stash that away in your mind and look into it later. And then it will be up to you if you want to pursue it to go online and register. So here's the overview. If you can read that, I'll read it out loud. Students of NHSS receive teaching and impartation from apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers from Bethel Church, Redding, California, from New Horizons Church, and from the Pacific Northwest region, leaders from out throughout the region. This gives the learning experience a powerful living perspective with the fivefold distinctions. Students receive a great deal of historic commentary and insight into scripture, but are also immersed in a revelatory culture where the Holy Spirit becomes the chief instructor who causes the kingdom to calm, I think that was to, to come alive, through the pages of the Bible. That's what we all want. We want to read the word of God and just have it come to life as we're in it. Students learn to heal the sick, to prophesy, preach, practice his presence, evangelize the lost, and much more. Let's go on. So here's their, a few of their distinct points that they want to make sure that people understand this is what they're wanting to build. Knowing our identity in Jesus Christ, being sons and daughters of royalty, good morning kings and priests, living in a culture of honor where the goal is not for everyone to agree, but where everyone is valued and empowered by one another. Live in a lifestyle of radical overcoming faith where possibilities are pursued by risk takers and kingdom shakers. That sounds like Teresa writing that one down. Kingdom shakers. Enjoying the extravagant love and pleasure of God as a lifestyle. How many of you want that to be your lifestyle? To know his pleasure and love every day of your life. Manifestations of glory and signs and wonders are happening. I want that. 
Lives are being transformed by the love and presence of God's power. The school calendar goes like this. It's from 2019 to 2020. It begins October 1st and ends May 19th. Total of 34 weeks. It's pretty hardy. It's a total of 58 video lessons from Bethel first year curriculum assigned during the school year. That's two videos each week that you get to view online at your own home at your own schedule. And they give you 14 days to knock out those two videos. But then if you don't do it that week, then you're going to have four videos. Anyway, you get, the, you get the idea. And then every Tuesday night from 6.30 to 8 p.m., there is this application that us here in, in Bremerton or Kitsap or wherever, whatever county you're in, uh, an application called Zoom, which allows us to log into the classroom live. And it's a, so it's a live weekly class, 90 minutes, at New Horizons Church with students participating online. They will have live speakers from around the Northwest, additional curated video content, discussion, prayer, worship, activation of spiritual gifts, and prophetic ministry. Tuition. Here's what everyone wants to know. What, what's it going to cost? It's actually not too bad. $4.99. 500 bucks per student per class. Payment option, you can pay it in full when you turn in your application. Of course, I can't imagine anyone in this room, their application denied. But if it was denied, if you're just like, you know, a heretic or something and they know, then you'll get your money back, I'm sure. They won't, like, keep your check. Payment option two is $79 a payment up front with your application, and then the balance of $420 paid in six installments of $70, due on the first of each month beginning November 1st. And the website, go back real quick. If you're interested, it's newhorizons.church, and if you don't remember the slash NHSS, just go under their ministries and you can find out. So that's it for that. You guys good? Any questions, we can talk about it later. I'm just curious. I know there's some of us in the room that are already planning on doing this. Raise your hand if you are. Was that Lynette? Were you? No, you're not. Oh, I'm doing it. Tammy's going to do it. Where's my Isabel at? Where'd she go? Oh, she's back there on the floor already. Boy, the Holy Spirit's back there showing up. So anyway, if, if you guys are interested, even if you miss the beginning date, Teresa said that latecomers are welcome, but we would want to check in with her about how late latecomers can join in. But let's move on to why we're really here. Why don't you guys stand up? We have a really awesome, fun morning ahead of us. First of all, foremost of all, we get to just meet face-to-face with, our, with the love of our lives, King Jesus. We get to just come into his presence. You know, the, the cross made the way open for every one of us to come boldly, to come boldly before the throne of judgment? No. Boldly before the throne of grace to receive so that you and I can receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. That means God has mercy and grace for us to receive so that we can continue to grow and move forward with him. All the obstacles have been removed. The cross has blotted out that obstacle of sin and condemnation. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. But you have received full access to the Father by the blood of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, 
So this morning as we worship, we used to like to remind everyone of that scripture that says, God inhabits the praises of his people. When we worship, it also says in another translation, he is enthroned on the praises of his people. When we worship, we are establishing a throne and the presence of God will come in into our presence or into our gathering in a greater measure. We are all temples of the Holy Spirit. We all carry him in us, but he will come in an even greater measure as we worship him and as we lift up praises to him corporately. It's a wonderful thing. That's why I love church so much. I love to be together with the other saints as the floodgates get popped open and praise begins to fill the room and the presence of God just descends and lets down in such a heavenly, awesome way. So we anticipate that this morning. As we get ready to worship, I fixed the declarations that we messed up last week. I had doubled the declarations, but I want to, if you guys give me enough grace, we're going to read it one more time and blast off into worship. Are we good? Here we go. You ready, guys? Father God, today we declare that a shift taking place today in the heavenly realm. There we go. I didn't fix that part. Today, kingdom treasure is being released. New life new beginnings, fresh hope, deeper awareness of your presence, deeper sensitivity to your voice, eyes to see and ears to hear what Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Impartation received, healing in body, soul, and spirit. Strength for today, hope for tomorrow, identity awakened, Greater intimacy and authority growing together. Spirit armor being repaired. Resources, provisions, and breakthroughs. Deliverance from strongholds and oppression. Fresh baptism of love, fire, and power. Voices awakened for atmospheric shifting declarations. That's a mouthful. Seasons, new season of encounters available daily. And identity awakened. King Jesus, we thank you that your blood has paid for all these things. We thank you that you are always good. We thank you that everyone in this room is significant. And we thank you that with you, all things are possible. We come this morning and welcome you in this place, Holy Spirit. We say, come and inhabit our praises as we delight ourselves in you. Come and let your light shine over us this morning and release heaven in this place. In Jesus' name. you come and you inhabit our praises God you inhabit this place your presence fills this place as your kingdom comes here on earth God God we just love your presence God we love the life that that you bless us with that you pour into us God and we just pour it back to you God we just we love you God we worship you anyone from our ministry team has anything they'd like to share or Jim or anyone please come up
I just I want to extend that invitation to you, Jim Nightingale, if you have something, and Irene as well. Good morning, kings and priests. I say that every time. I just want to remind all of us, myself included, because when we declare a thing, it says, according to the word, it's done. What happens is the enemy comes in and he starts talking junk. I'd say crap, but you're not supposed to say crap in church. Oops, I mean sorry. But we don't want to inadvertently agree with the enemy. The enemy has convinced people, not any of you, that the Lord makes us sick, miserable, poor, to teach us something. That's not the Lord. The Lord has his word to teach us things. Father God and Jesus are good. They do not make us sick. Don't agree with the enemy. It says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against him. Our standard is the Lord Jesus' body and his blood. That's what protects us. That's what makes us strong. A lot of you know I like motorcycles, KTMs in particular, because they have a great, a great logo. Ready to race. We are in a race. We don't race because we need to win. We have already won. We are just running the race, and Jesus is pushing us along, keeping us going. So anytime the enemy comes in, use the Lord's words. That's what Jesus did. He said, Satan, get behind me, because we are in a race, and we're going for the win. So the verse, um, I don't know where it's found. (laughs) Sorry. It's in the Bible. Bible. Uh, uh, But the the verse is, um, my words are spirit and they are life. And for us, we don't have those eyes to see spirit. I mean, typically we're not seeing spirit. And uh, we're not seeing words go out of our mouth. But those words, they, go, they do go out. And they do go into our ears. And they go into our souls. And they become uh, a part of us. And so when you speak words, let those words be building you up, lifting you up, in agreement with the Father, in agreement with Jesus. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> One last thing, if somebody asks you how you're doing, you tell them 200%. Because my body is, two, is 100%, and the Holy Spirit that lives within me is another 100%. I had a situation happen to me, so I'm just going to let you know. 
if you're hearing God's small, still voice and you do not understand why he's telling you to do something, stand in faith and do it because eventually he will show you why. And when we obey him, there is so much fruit and it may not come to us, but it'll come through us for someone else. And that just happened to me the last week or so. And it just, it blew me away. I thought, what in the world do you want me to do that for? And I did it anyway, and now I know why. So please, if anyone here is hearing that small, still voice, do it and, and believe God for what he's, and you may not see it for a while, but he's working and the fruit will come. So what I'm hearing is truth obeyed leads to more truth. Heard that a long time ago and I was just reminded of that. Yeah, truth obeyed leads to more truth. Hmm, some new faces in here. Good morning. Good, welcome to Legacy City Church, everyone. And uh, we're going we're gonna to have Marilyn come up in just a minute here because she's going she's gonna to deliver the word of the Lord this morning. It's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm excited because I get a break too. It's two weeks in a row I haven't had to carry the whole thing. Yeah. So I just, you know, the Lord just impressed a couple people on my heart this morning. And so Shane, I just want to give you an encouragement. Is that okay? Can I do that? You don't have to stand, but Marilyn can just like stick that Holy Spirit injection finger right into your cheek. Do you like to grab the cheek still with him too? There you go. Pinch it hard. And then he'll remember this. So, you know, Shane, you know, God is gracious. Your name means God is gracious. You are a man of great strength and endurance. Life won't get you down because you love life. I just see that on you. Jesus said he came that you would have life and life abundantly. And so I felt like as I remembered that scripture that he was inviting you. He has greater measures of life ready for you to be enjoyed, discovered, pursued. He's opening the door wide to you, his gracious son. And he's saying to you, come up higher. Come up higher. You are invited to his table. I just felt that all over his, his heart for you is an invitation because he's, his love for you is so strong. So we bless you with that. You didn't keep pinching his cheek. Oh, well, that's okay. And uh, Kahala. Yeah, I just, I tried to look up your name and I could not find the meaning of it, but that was okay. You know, I just felt like, okay, Lord, he's not going to give me a cheat. I, I use those as little triggers just to talk to him about you know, what he has for somebody and couldn't find a cheat trigger for your name meaning. But this is what I heard. I just heard, I'm just going to read this. So we just release this over you. Dearly loved daughter of God, precious in his sight, spreading the fragrance of Jesus, your lover, everywhere you go. And I saw gold chains all around you. Hosea 11.4 says, I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love, and I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws, and I bent down to them and fed them. 
And I saw those gold chains all around you. Those are those chains of love. He has drawn you with his golden chains of love, and he left them on you as a promise of his love and affection for you. A sign of his unfailing love. And he's giving you permission to use those cords, to use those gold chains of his love to draw the broken to him. So we just bless you with that this morning. Yeah. And I don't have a special word for this couple right here, but I just feel like there is, there is a rich inheritance inside of you guys that you have, you have walked with the Lord for many years and you've seen many powerful things of God and you've, you've walked in the middle of mighty moves of God and he has so much more. The best is yet to come. I just feel like the best is yet to come. And I just see that. I just call it out. I don't have a special word that I felt like he gave me. I just call out the greatness on your lives. That you are like pillars in God's house. So we just bless you guys. And Marilyn, get your butt up here. (laughs) Did you bring the baklava? Oh, the word of God is going to be baklava in our mouth. Marilyn, here's your here's your podium if you have some notes and before we we're gonna turn her loose, but we just wanna just stick your hands out towards her. Mm. This is funny to watch. <laughs> I'm I'm teasing. Just yeah. Now turn on the fire hose full blast. Yeah, we just don't fall over. Hold you up with one hand. We just release the power and the fire of God even more. You carry dynamite, dunamis power in you already. And we just, we amplify it by drawing it out with the agreements of heaven that our Holy Spirit we carry inside of us is saying yes and amen to what the Spirit of God in you wants to deposit today. So we just bless you and we look forward to what the kingdom deposit we're going to receive is today. Okay, she's good and soused now, so she's going to... <laughs> oh, that's always so much fun. God is so good. When? Yeah, all the time, all the time, all the time. I just have to just take a second to say, um, bless you for coming back a second time. Always good to see my dear sister Irene. Love you. Um, my son back here, we went to church at First Love together, and God just kind of does that holy hookup thing. And um, so he's He's lovingly stuck with me. And if you remember when we were doing WOW, every month we did a a conference-style day-long event with Connie and Leslie and the rest of my team there. And so we did an Esther day, and he was our king. And oh boy, did he look good sitting on his throne, I'm telling you. Yeah, so he's, he's back, and we'll do more fun stuff. Also, Jim, thank you for coming back. Always a pleasure to see you and hear your sweet voice. And then um, Jody and Brad, just I've known them for a long, long time. And um, I was just at their house last week. That's where the Glory Girls meet. That's another tribe I'm in. And um, you know how you just walk in the door and you, you just know it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. But what's God going to do? And you know, I've been, you know, dinking around with this crazy leg thing saying, God, why is it not healed yet? I, I'm just like, what is up? 
And I walked in the door, and, and, and nobody was supposed to bring food this time. That's why there was no baklava. So what can I tell you? She was in charge. And, um, and so with that, uh, I walked in the door, and there was just food everywhere. <laughs> and there were Greek domadas, and I just got hooked into those. And I said, Lord, could you just use, I know they were delicious, Irene. Could you use the olive oil off of those to lubricate my knee so it would be good? Because... You know, I'm all about the Greek and I'm all about the healing. Why not put the two together, you know? So they prayed over me. The glory girls just came after me. I just said, I want to know why. What do, is there a repentance I need to do? Is there a, a doctor I need to go see? Is there a whatever, whatever? And, and we just prayed it all about. And, and the moral of this is do not be alone, do not walk this walk alone. I can't express that enough. Because when you do that, well, I'll get into my preach in a second, it, it's, you're so much more vulnerable to the enemy. And he wants you to be embarrassed. He wants you to feel like, ooh, they're going to say I don't have enough faith. If you're in the right tribe, they're not going to say any of that. They're going to say, girlfriend, get over here. We're praying on you. And I just sat down, and I tried to put my leg up so they could lay hands. I couldn't even move it. It hurt so bad. And they have the driveway from H-E double toothpick. It is straight up and down. I thought, Lord, you know, you got to move right now. I know it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I just sat, and they prayed. Isn't that precious to have ones around you that say, as we'd say in Greek, Katsikala, just sit well, relax. They prayed. They came back and asked me some questions. And there was this little itsy bitsy piece of flesh poking its way out. And they said, How does this resonate with you? And I said, It's there and it's going real fast. And we just prayed that piece out. And the, the knee still hurt, and it still hurt for several days after that. And yesterday, I, I just said, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm getting real tired of this. And he said, well, good. I'm, you know me, I'm up for a good discussion. <laughs> and then it was like, what, what are we doing? And all I heard was the word physical therapy. How many of you cannot wait to run out with something area you hurt in and go to physical therapy? No, no, not, not my fun thing either. I'd rather sit back and eat dark chocolate, listen to worship, watch, you know, Perry Stone on YouTube, and praise the Lord. And um, so anyway, I said, well, can't we just do it here in my kitchen? And it was like, dumb question, Marilyn. I mean, he doesn't mean dumb, but you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, duh. And so I just started doing this. I have to tell you, I couldn't do this a week ago. This would just catch in there. But he just said, do it 10 times and stop. And when I walked on it, it still hurt, but not like it did. And I didn't feel that, that tightness in there. Okay? And so if you see me while I'm, yeah, you know, this is family. I'm not getting paid here. I don't have to be some cutie at a conference. I, I, if I just start doing this, it's because the Holy Spirit said, now. Do you know what I mean? I love you, but him first. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I'll sacrifice my ego in front of you in a heartbeat. So I, I just want to say, using different family members here, the Lord says, please, please, please hear me. Do not walk this walk alone. You know, sometimes you get out of bed in the morning to come to church and you think, oh, my hair doesn't look cute. 
with all due respect, he's already said, I'm in love with you. Now let's get real. Once, once the ring was on the finger, did you worry quite as much about what you looked like in the morning? No. Well, God already put the ring on our finger. He said, bride of Christ, bride of Christ, I want nothing but the best for you. And when it's not the best, I'm going to show you where you need to change. How many of you love change? Most of us don't. I used to do a lot of conferences on change management. <laughs> and the, the results were always, I mean, the evaluations were always really good. Like, and she speaks the truth. Yeah, I do now. Unless it's truth I don't know yet. Then, you know, still a, a hot mess. But the difference is hearing it, receiving it in our hearts, so that we make the change to where we are doing it. As the bride of Christ, everyone is watching us. We have an, an expression in Greek that, you know, when somebody's kind of like, oh, God, I just, and I just look at him, I say, then pow sanifi. Then pow means you're not going, so you're obviously going somewhere in front of people. San, like, tonifi. Nifi is the bride. Now, when you go to a wedding, do you go to see the pastor and see how cute he or she looks? No. Are you all about looking at the cute little flower girl? Only if her name is Amelie. That's my granddaughter. <laughs> okay. Those little ones steal our hearts. There's no doubt about it. They're such little cuties. But who is the one we're really waiting to see come down the aisle? We love you guys. Don't get us wrong. But what's the song that gets played? Here comes the bride. And he doesn't care if we're big, fat, and wide. He loves every bit of us. And so when we start thinking that somehow we have offended him, you have to understand there is no offense in him. That somehow he's going to change and say, well, I, I loved you more yesterday because you, know, you were a little more obedient. It's not even about the obedience. The obedience is about you and me, not him. We're the ones that keep the scorecard. We're the ones that look out and go, uh, I messed up. So this last week, I've had an opportunity to sit back and think, okay, Lord, so, so what happens? How, how do we get back into the flesh? I've walked with the Lord long enough. Well, he just corrected me and said, yes, you have, but it's not about how much time in we have. You know, some marriages have been 20 years, and they're just hellacious. My marriage with the Lord is good because I have a willing heart and a teachable spirit most of the time. <laughs> it's those non-most of the times where the marriage goes a little sour only because I poured the sour milk in, not him. He doesn't ever do that. He's just sitting back waiting for me to realize that something's different. And when something's different, you know, when I teach my classes on relationships, I say, you know, before you point that finger at that person, 
ask yourself, what role did I play in the success and or failure of this situation? Because it takes two. The Lord and I, that's two. And I can guarantee you, he's never messed up. So when there's a mess up, da -da -da -da, I get to look at me first. And by the time I'm done, I'm pretty humbled. Anybody else understand that? Yeah. Because here's what happens. For as much as the Lord adores us, is married to us, wants the best for us, we got somebody out there that says, I can't stand anything about you. Your very breath makes me sick. And most of us, I hope, when we get out of bed in the morning, that same enemy says, oh, crap. They're up. And what does that mean? That means that we're going to be hitting aisle three at Fred Meyer's. Sometimes I go to the grocery store, and it's nothing about buying anything. The Lord has put it on me that somewhere I'm going to hear somebody cough or whatever, and he's going to give me an opportunity just to walk by and talk to them. Or see the person that's with a walker or whatever. And just go over and say, hey, how's it going? Or can I reach something on a tall shelf? Now, if you want to hear some good laughter, watch me offer somebody who's sitting in a scooter, can I get something off the top shelf for you? Because <laughs> I stand five foot two and that's it. But I have learned that I will keep my eyes open because a tall drink of water like you guys is going to come around the corner because God provides my every need. And then I'm going to ask you, would you mind getting that from the top shelf? Now, how many hands have touched that? Every one of those hands I have gotten to touch back. And the Lord says, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Now, is there some formula in all of that? Did he say, quote three scriptures? Did he say John 3.16? Did he say, no, 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 no. He didn't do any of that. He just says, lay hands on them, and they're going to be healed. Well, I started thinking about when I first got saved, because I was a train wreck. OMG. If you knew me then, you would say, too big a project for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not even going to tackle that wild thing, because I was wild in the flesh. Oh, it was not a pretty picture at all, not in the least bit. However... The Lord gave me 10 areas to deal with. And I want to share them with you just because the devil is a liar. And he so wants us to listen to his whispers or his loudness and go that direction. So I had to, in my, in my getting well process, and oh boy, yowzer bowser. It's a good thing he gave me a supernatural open heaven salvation because I'm, I'm a seer, had no idea what that was. And I used to see crazy things. And I didn't understand what all that was. I had no idea why somebody would want me dead. But that seed got planted and, and the, the goal was for me to kill myself. That's what the enemy had for me. And he almost succeeded at it, almost, almost. So I went back and I started to say, Lord, what do I need to get, do to get cleaned up? Because after I got saved, I looked at people and I thought, well, how come she looks so cute and spiritual? And how come he looks so happy and joyful? And how come these two are holding hands all the time? I mean, what? I didn't, uh, 
How do I get rid of the junk in me? Where did it even come from? And of course, I identified some of it, and then I went to the blame game. And I blamed, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Every one of you I would have blamed if I'd known you then, just because just that's what you do. But all that does is take you further into sin. So I said, okay, Lord, what's the deal? He said, well, first off, he said, let's talk about willful sin. I'm like, willful sin? What, what's willful sin mean? I mean, that just sounded a little too tough. When we knowingly and willingly continue to live in ungodliness, where we choose to live in a sin. Now, I, had a, I had a few categories there. I smoked, did drugs, prided myself that I never drank. Oh, isn't that a joke? <laughs> I could be crazy out here. Oh, I don't even want to tell you. But God absolutely loved me in the midst of that. Not my choices, not my behaviors. Not He loved my friends, but not that I was hanging with them. But the father of lies, not life, but the father of lies, kept telling me over and over and over and over, all that stuff was okay. And when other people came to me and said it wasn't okay, I just turned my back on them. And I hung with the folks that told me what I wanted to hear. More lies, more lies, more lies, okay? So willful sin, we actually give that area over to sin. If you read in Ephesians 4.27 and Romans 6.16, you will find out about how these strongholds of sin take over our lives. And that habit of sin turns into a cesspool of demonic activity. Well, that didn't exactly make me a pretty bride. I was still dragging the hem of my father's garment in the mud when I first got saved. But I didn't know how to get rid of it. So think about the people around you in your life. And before we get too quick on them to say, yeah, but look how you behave, ask the Lord, is there willful sin in their life? How can I go to them and encourage them and minister to them? Second area was traumatic experiences. How many of you have endured some traumatic experiences in your life? Whether it's the death of a loved one, maybe you were abandoned as a child, rejected as a child, abused, all that kind of stuff. It is very, very traumatic, and it is nothing what the Father ever wanted for us. The however is, it's there for some of us. So it leaves us psychologically and spiritually vulnerable, and the enemy takes hold of that opportunity and just seizes it and makes our life a mess. We have to remember when that voice starts to whisper in our ear, he does not play fair. He didn't want a thing to go right for you and me. He wants it all to go downhill and us with it. Even the experiences of a divorce, abandonment, abuse, all of those allow sin to gain a stronghold. And I already had that, and I didn't know how to get rid of it. Inner judgment vows, oh, did I make a ton of those. You know, I made a vow to Jesus when I met him head on, not religiously. I mean, I played with that for every Sunday and Thursday and Cheese Fair Friday and all the things we do in our religious upbringings, okay? But judgmental vows is when we vow that we will never do what they did to us. But don't you see the pattern happening then? And we get locked into bitterness. 
I don't see anything like that that's holy. And yet I thought, I'm pushing it up. I'm doing it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I wasn't. Yet nobody was coming alongside of me telling me what my issues were. See, so it's like they just kind of enabled. Nobody talked about the hard stuff. Nobody talked about that. Well, let's take you aside and do a deliverance. That's why I'm so excited about this church with the sozos and the prophetic ministries. And just think about the words we sang today and how profound they are. What did it do to you? I mean, when's the last time you jumped up out of a chair and started just pushing it up? If we're not careful, we will allow the enemy to come in and rob, steal, and kill. That's why I absolutely, I'm so in love with YouTube, I don't even know where to go with that one. Because you know what? It all depends on what I'm feeling the Lord is saying. Click in on this person. Perry Stone does some deep, deep stuff. I'm, well, our buddy in Cambodia just sent me over something that was phenomenal. That I'm like, whoa, I'd love to teach that. But that would be a three-hour event. Um, to listen to Graham Cook. Now, there's a guy that just cuts the rubber to the road. And I listened to a lot of his stuff when I first got saved because he was real. Wasn't churchy stuff. He was real. He got into the generational sins and he got into the traumatic abuse backgrounds. He got into all of that and really helped set me free. Some of us got involved in sexual sin. I'm not asking for hands up on that one, but you know and I know who the who's are. And it's sex apart from marriage. And the reason why God said, please don't go there is because there's tremendous consequences from it. And those of us that made that sinful mistake are all inside shaking our head, yes, yes, yes. Because the soul ties that it brings are just, they can really be hurtful and painful until we are willing to stand tall and say, yep, that was one that I did. Yep, I no longer want the sin and the shame. And yep, I'm confessing it and I want healing. And we'll do that today before we leave, okay? So anything that's involved with lust, pornography, any of that kind of, any kind of compulsive behavior that way, let's get it gone so that there is more room for him to be in us. So that when we walk in that beautiful bridal gown that we all wear, guys and gals, that it is stunning, that there's no tarnish on it, there's no rips on it, there's no, ooh, well, I don't know, I like hers better than I like yours. No, no, he just says, I want you all set free. Um, I was a product of the 60s, so another area that I allowed the enemy to come in was through drug-altering situations. So there's a lot of drug abuse going on, a lot of alcohol abuse. And I really, the, one of those lies that I got, <clears throat> well, two big ones. One of them was, yeah, but I'm not doing alcohol. To me, that was the big ugly one, <clears throat> excuse me, because I had alcoholism run in the family. I was blessed, neither one of my parents, but married into the family, they brought alcoholism with them. But I was prideful enough to think that because I was, I was just doing, I mean, I did LSD, well, it was still legal. Most people don't even know it was ever legal, but it was, it was, a, it, it was used, um, Timothy Leary was a professor, he was a doctor professor at Stanford University, and he brought it in to use as an experiment. 
And so for a while it was legal. I thought it was pretty hot stuff, you know. What bondage. What a mess. It scrambles of your brain. I cannot even begin to tell you some of the crazy things that went on. And yet God delivered me, gave me back my right mind. I can't tell you how long I wanted my right mind back after I got saved. But you know what? Just like the knee, I'm not giving up. I used to just try to think of something that I knew was in there somewhere. And it was so buried by the trauma and the sin, I used to lay hands on my head and say, Jesus, I want my right mind back. I want it back. I want back tenfold what the canker and the, and the, and the locusts have eaten. I want my mind back. Well, I don't know. I'm hoping that I got a lot of it back. That's, you guys will have to confirm that to me. But again, the father of lies. I also believed that it helped me not feel the pain and the shame of the sexual abuse. Well, you know, it's the stupidest thing sounding to right now, but at that time, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I don't have to think about that. I had no idea what the lies were that were coming hard at me and how life-altering they would be. It wasn't just for a minute. It wasn't just a, let's sit down, have a glass of wine, and talk. It was, it was a, a train wreck, okay? I also had a lot of unforgiveness, and this is one I find a lot with people, where we just have not forgiven everybody. And very clearly, unforgiveness will cause God to not be able to forgive us. So I was begging God a lot. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God instead of realizing he's already forgiven me. I'm the one that needs to acknowledge to him, oh God, I have to humble myself and say, forgive me for this. Or, as we were doing over at the Glory Girls gathering the other day, the piece that I was dealing with was a little tiny piece of, of one person who did one thing that was anything but godly at an old church. And it was done. The one piece I had not done, had I forgiven her? Oh, yeah, you bet. I had not blessed her. Now, I wasn't blessing her for being and doing what she did. That's not it at all. It was I have forgiven her, you know, let her just have a great walk with the Lord. But I had never personally just said, Thank you for being you. I bless you. I ask the Lord to prosper you, to teach you, to encourage you, to mature you. I hadn't done that. I had just stopped with the legality of what to do. Making sense? But my heart still was not really turned in her favor. Yikes. Good thing. Good thing to know. And to have a clan around you. Not a bunch of clowns. I did. This is all clown stuff. When you have a clan around you that loves you enough to get in your sweet little face and say, Honey, when you just said blah, 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 it just really didn't resonate. I'm still trying to figure out what chapter and verse you're talking from. And that's when you kind of go, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling pretty convicted. Help me with this. Because we all need that. I got really locked into crazy movies and music and books. 
if the, if the name Jesus Christ was used, it was not used as a name. It was used as an adjective or a descriptor or whatever. It was used in vain, not in glory. The music, I, I tell you, I just, it just makes me cringe when I go places and people have, other than Christian music playing, because of the power and the impact of music. Oh my gosh. If it wasn't so easy to get that junk into you, the devil would have never created, never taken that, that tooling and used it against God's people. So I'm, careful little ears what you hear. And that's so true. That's why in our homes, we need to always be having Christian music just rolling out. Just got the boombox going, got the Bose stereo, buy a good one. Because it's God's word, and that word is worth the expense of it coming out clearly and sweetly to you. Involvement in the occult? Well, most of us didn't just jump in there and say, yeah, I want my own private broomstick. You know, that wasn't it. However, the subtlety of it, the subtlety of, hey, let's play this little game called Ouija board. Any of the rest of you ever done that? This was a sweet little fun game. No, it's not. And all that kind of stuff is an entrance, entrance into the kingdom of darkness. So if you've played around with any of that kind of stuff or read your horoscopes or talked about, oh, what's your sign or any of that stuff, all of that is, seems so sweetly innocent. But the bottom line is it is so seductive. And there's another blotch on my white bridal dress, if I'm not careful, okay? Um, so those are just, just some of the areas. I wanna come back to real quickly about who we are in Christ. And part of it is he said, I never made you to be alone. So if you don't have a network of solid, hardcore believers, folks who have walked through all this, broken all this off, and can speak into your life, not controlling, not manipulating. I don't mean that religious stuff. I mean metakadyamu, with a tender heart that will help set you free. Then look around this room, because it's filled with people who care. And, and let the Lord highlight who in here is one that you could run to as a safe place. I don't care if they're younger than you. I don't care if they're older than you. What I care about, number one, is that God did the picking, not you. And not male to female, not that malarkey. I did women's ministry for 20 years out at the women's prison out here. And I had some of the sweetest men, oh my gosh, saints. But they all knew. And they were willing to submit to my authority when I said, you sit in the first pew, the second pew, and you pray in tongues for what's going on at the altar. But you do not pray for any woman here by touching them. Because the enemy will use that. And that's a whole nother preach of how a pastor lost his whole career. Because he did not listen to God. He let his emotions and flesh get in the way. But you look around because there are people here who will help walk you through it. Or if you just need to learn how to play. I didn't know how to play. My life was so stressed and so, that even when I got saved, I was still just kind of going through it. 
In fact, the first time I went to a Assembly of God church, they were doing some tongue stuff. And I, in, in the old Greek church, you, then Canada, you didn't do that stuff. And I said, well, what's with that lady over there? Because you know how they used to do the, the crescendo, and then they'd start out, thus saith the Lord. And so she's doing this tongue thing. And, and I hit the girlfriend next to me, and I said, what the hell is up with that lady? And, and my girlfriend said, shh, that's God's talking. And I said, no, it's not. It's that lady over there. So all I can say is, is if God can clean me up and get me this freed up and this joyful and this knowledgeable and, you know, this willing to be just out front and call it for what it is and tell the liar he's a liar. And I don't say that with a capital L. He doesn't even get that kind of respect. He's a liar. That's it. Done. Ended. And tell him to take his imps and take his hands off me and off of you. Mm -mm -mm. That's where it's at because we're God's kids. So I want us to stand. And if you can't because you got loved ones on your lap, it's okay. Because I want us to declare. I brought some declarations. I want us to declare who we are. And then as we close... A couple of things. If you've got any areas where you just want some prayer, this is a safe place. This is a safe place. Nobody's going to walk out the door and say, oh, you know what? Amy came up and she asked for prayer about... And I'm here to tell you, I don't think there's much of anything you could say to me that's going to make me blush. I don't want to play I got you better than you got sin, but I'm just saying, don't let the enemy whittle on your ear and lie to you about that stuff. Number two, these um, uh, declarations, I brought some hard copies and I put them on the table back there, um, not just because I was an old college professor and that's what you do. I want you to read them into your phone so that when you're driving your car, you can plug it in and as you're going down the street or down the highway or the whatever, you keep an eye on traffic so the enemy can't take you out that way or spoil your joy by giving you a speeding ticket. But the word of God will flush over you and in you. And you're going to have revelatory responses. He's going to show you, oop, you opened a door on that one, and I want to heal you. You can get healed at 60 miles an hour. Why? Because you're spirit and flesh. Let the flesh keep driving. Let the spirit do the healing. Don't close your eyes. Keep them wide open. Just receive the healing and move on. You know what I'm saying? And then take some if there's somebody you know that you want to give those to. And if we need more, let me know. I'll, I'll bring some more next week or whatever. And then for those that want to come up when we're done, please come up in the, in the um, uh, ministry team. And then the ministry team, we're going to turn on each other and... I don't mean when I say turn on each other. We are going to then minister to each other because we're not exempt either. And for those of you that then are ready to leave, there's coffee back there. There's, you know, water. There's cookies. I don't think they're part of my keto plan, but it's okay. I can cheat now and then too, okay? There's some great books to take with you that will just help you grow because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's the cry of my heart. I want more freedom. And my hope is that you understand how much you as the bride of Christ, how much freedom more he wants to give you and wisdom and liberty to go about being his beloved bride.
So, we got those up? We are ready. All right, same with me. I am God's child. I am Christ's friend. I am united with the Lord. I am bought with a price. I am a saint set apart for God. I'm a personal witness of Christ. I am the salt and the light of the earth. I am a member of the body of Christ. I am free forever from condemnation. Woohoo! I am a citizen of heaven. I am significant. I am free from any charge sent against me. I'm a minister of reconciliation for God. I have access to God through the Holy Spirit. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realm. I cannot be separated from God's love. I am established, anointed, and sealed by God. I am assured all things work together for good. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a branch of the true vine, a channel of his life. I am God's temple. I am complete in Christ. I am hidden with Christ in God. I have been justified. I am God's co-worker. I am God's workmanship. I am confident that the good works God has begun in me will be perfected. I have been redeemed and forgiven. I am adopted as God's child. I belong to God. Doesn't that feel good? Isn't there freedom in that? And the handout has all the scriptures with it. All the scriptures. So you can go back and, and ask the Lord to help you do a study on some of those. What does that word really mean? And go to a thesaurus. Go to the dictionary. Well, now we just Google all that stuff. And find out and then just keep searching those words. So, Father, I just thank you now that your word is truth. And it does set us free. I thank you, Father, for this body of believers and what you're doing in our midst, Father. You've called this church to be a beacon on a hill, to leave a legacy here of change. Because where you walk, the atmosphere changes. Where you walked, oh, lines became apparent, the good and the evil. Where you walked, Lord, was to the cross for us. And where you walked was out of the tomb on that third day. And now, Lord, you call us to walk alongside with you. So, Father, this is your day. We rejoice in it. And thank you, Lord, that you have made us your beloved. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Blessings on your day, everyone. <laughs>